Welcome to Home Education Matters, the weekly podcast supporting you on your home education journey. Home Education Matters. It's um, Diane and Eleanor here talking today with you about start of the new year, really, I think, aren't we? We're thinking about going into a new year, thinking yep. about what the last year has been like for us all and thinking about how we might want to focus our thinking for the year coming. Any goals that we might have, any plans that we might have, areas of focus, perhaps? I think it's good to have a kind of reset sometimes, isn't it? You know, just to pause and evaluate because I don't know about you, but I'm so busy that I just don't get the time to even think about what I'm doing Mm. while I'm doing it, let alone what I'm going to be doing, you know, for the next year. So, yeah, I think this podcast is about that. And hopefully our listeners will also listen to this and then maybe sit down with a cup of tea or something considerably stronger and think about their last year and next year and (laughs) come on the Facebook group reasonably drunk and tell us how well it's been going yeah. so i suspect we'll get a lot more fun posts if everyone gets slightly drunk before they post them yeah yeah we do really enjoy that actually wouldn't we that would yeah, be really fun absolutely so what about you in the last year i know you're a really really experienced home educator but what learning you're, you're adorable you thank you <laughs> <laughs> there's always learning there's always learning to be had in actual fact i wrote a post on homeschooling uk the other day and i said the vast majority of learning in home education is done by the parent (laughs) the child just learns little bits (laughs) but it's all about yeah so I think the last year what I've learned in the last year is that it's okay to try things that you never thought you would try Mm. (laughs) which sounds mysterious but (laughs) I've actually tried I've been trying unschooling this last year for parts of the year for like about mm. five, six months, which is something that I know I know a lot about and I, a lot of my friends do, but it never really felt like a good choice for us. Uh, but this last year it has my daughter's teenage and she hasn't, she's just kind of lost her academic mojo a little bit. And I really didn't want to force her to carry on doing lessons when it just wasn't something that was, she wasn't happy generally but she wasn't happy about doing lessons and I wanted to focus on that and I wanted to focus on that kind of teen slump that she was going through and just give her time and space and not expect her to do maths and not expect her to do English or anything so I actually took a very um, unschooling approach with her for a few months which I found really weird because ever since she was born we've always been doing something like, cause I was either doing it with my son who's a bit older than her. And then she joined in it as soon as she yes. could. So we've always done not exactly lessons, but learning like quite structured learning most days, no matter where yes. we've lived around the world. And so to step away from that for five, six months with exams coming up was a, was a quite challenging for me. I'm quite academic myself and I like structure and I like planning. Mm. And we've had this routine for, well like 13 14 years of doing the same kind of things every day and to Mm. just ditch that and go very very free form I found really challenging but also ultimately to give people a sense of the bonus of it and the benefit of it it actually has been really helpful and now we're just the last few weeks we've gone back into learning in a more structured way and she is so much 
brighter in herself I don't mean academically brighter yes. I just mean like lit up more you know yes. and so it actually although it was challenging and scary for me mainly because I'm quite controlling and I found it difficult not to be controlling of these things um yeah no it's actually it's been it's been a really interesting journey for me to go on a difficult yeah. one but rewarding I'm aware that um, home education, as much as any other kind of area of life, has its own jargon. So in this context, unschooling means not doing school work or work that would be traditionally kind of applied to education, I suppose. Well, every time I try to define unschooling, an unschooler tells me I've got it wrong. <laughs> so, but I have got a podcast on unschooling coming out, but I'm going to, I'll tentatively give it a go. Uh, yeah, it's what and it means it's, to you, isn't it? Okay, well, what it means to me, yes, that's much nicer, thank you. And then I can get away with that then. Yeah. What it means to me is that you respond solely to what the child wants to do when mm. it comes to schooling so or education. So if the child is not interested in doing anything you don't do anything if the child shows an interest in something you facilitate that as much as possible mm -hmm. but there's no coercion pressure or um, right. any kind of expectations that you put on them uh -huh. and so i did find that difficult because part yeah. of me just thought we've got exams we've got exams what are we going to do <laughs> you know and she was just lolling around in oh, her teenage yeah. way and it it was challenging and i found it quite difficult but ultimately it was definitely the right thing to do and so I'm proud of myself for doing that, I think, in the last year. What about you? Yeah. What has been your last year? Because you started in this last year, so that yeah, must be so a big thing is, in itself. Yeah, absolutely. So we're just coming, you know, we're at the end of our first term, really, for, um, you know, our home education journey. So, yeah, it's been a funny, funny year. Just the process of going from being in a school to being not at school has been quite the journey in itself. I think at the beginning of last year, we were hopeful that things would get better at school, um, you know, and we had a period of time where things had got better at school. So, at, you know, this point in time, we were still quite anxious, but but hopeful, really. But we only really made the final decision in the, in the summer. Um, so I think for us, it's just... It's been fine, actually. It's been absolutely fine. We took the decision. We were both quite worried about the decision. But actually, what we've noticed is that our daughter has um, been like you were saying about your daughter. She's just more herself now. Mm -hmm. You know, she's just so much more herself than she was in that first year of secondary school. And I think we're learning that the freedom of home education, I think we're just, I, th I think we're still very in the process of learning about that, because I think similar to you, both Andy and I are quite academic, I would say, quite structured, like to do things in a sort of fairly structured, focused way. And the freedom of home education can actually feel quite overwhelming, I think. Yeah, it can, because you've got so many options and so many yeah. choices that you can end up being a bit like a rabbit in the headlights can't you? yeah absolutely so i think for us it's just about finding our feet and we have found our feet a little bit in terms of doing some work and doing some structured work having some structured tutor time for instance but also that process of just actually if she's really you know not in the mood just allowing that to be for a day or half day or you know whatever that might be and so yeah it's been a process of finding our feet I think this this last three months or so and this last year must have been a journey that most of our listeners have been on this idea mm. that you know 
hope in the school system maybe it'll be okay then a kind of dawning realization that okay this isn't going to work what do we do now certain amount of panic i would guess and worry and anxiety and then the big step of taking your child out and then just sort of like consolidating everything i suspect it's a journey that most of our listeners have been on as well absolutely absolutely yeah so i kind of think I think this is now a good time thinking about the new year and just sort of now we found our feet a little bit just to sort of think about what we want to do now for the coming year and the the focus and the strategy and you know how we're going to implement things so I think this is a useful time now for us to be reflecting. Are there any things over the last few months that you think yeah we're not going to you know, we're going to shift that, we're going to change that, we're not going to do that, that, that for next year, you'll be like, yeah, we, we're not going to do that anymore, we're going to change that. I think we are thinking that we're going to focus our attention perhaps on considering doing some exams a bit earlier than perhaps might be in the, in the you know, traditional kind of school system. You've been so, inspired by our exams podcast. I have, right? I absolutely <laughs> love that. And I feel like I've learned so much from that. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah, fascinating. Yeah, that was an amazing podcast, I think, and um, so needed. Yeah, because it, it feels so, um, like, well, like a minefield, it feels completely unstructured and you know you don't necessarily get the help from you know conventional schools or the local authority because they don't necessarily know all the answers either so listening to that podcast was really useful but yeah so I think we're going to kind of maybe focus down a little bit and think well actually she could probably do something like English in this coming year and next autumn perhaps sit an English either GCSE or IGCSE um, English language yeah english language that would have to be an igcse because otherwise uh, you need to do coursework yeah luckily i'm here for you (laughs) (laughs) i'm so glad i know it's lucky otherwise you'd have been studying the the gcse and i'd be like "Uh, no (laughs) yeah and but i think also you know what you're saying on on that podcast about you know the tutor understanding what what we're going working towards as well so i think we need to make sure that that's in place you know, so I think we're going to just be a bit more focused and not feel like we have to do everything. I think we had a feeling, and I think that's perpetuated to some degree, that we kind of have to cover everything all of the time. A bit like, you know, you do in school, you kind of do an hour of this and an hour of that. And I think maybe we don't have to do that quite so much. Mm. We can we can do bits and bobs of other things, but actually, you know, we can focus on the areas that actually our daughter really excels in or really enjoys or... You know, so I think for us, it's just, yeah, having a having a time of reflection for, for the three of us, really, and thinking about what we really want to get out of this. I think what tends to happen after you leave school is that you you drift further and further away from the traditional schooling system. Mm. So often when you come out of school, I think, or from what I've noticed, you tend to carry with you ideas that you implement. So maybe, you know, specific times that you study or subjects that you study. And then the longer your child is out, the more you think, actually, you know, we, you know, you said about freedom, you have that freedom to ditch it. And I think, so I suspect the next year will be one of you happily ditching school systems <laughs> left, right and center. Don't need that. Don't need this. Don't yeah. need that. <laughs> we don't we don't have a school because my children have never been to school and so we've luckily never had a school system to Mm. ditch but I think it's we're in a slightly different time because my son's doing a levels and my daughter's doing her exams and so Mm. 
you're just starting on your exams journey. And for us, we're really in the middle of it. And it is quite difficult when your children are doing these kind of very structured assessments to be very unstructured. And, I, you know, I'm sure there are unschoolers out there who are listening to this and achieving it really well. And I'd love them to come on the Home Education Matters Facebook group. Tell me how they do it. Yeah, please help us. (laughs) Please, please. Um, Because it must be very difficult to sit very structured assessments and not be structured in your learning. And I would love it if they could tell me how they do that because I'm sure they are doing it. Um, But I also have a podcast coming up with Naomi Fisher, who is an unschooling total expert. So I shall ask her that question as well because I'm interested. But no, our next year is very much going to be trying to keep that balance between the child feeling free and autonomous Mm -hmm. and responsible for their own workload as such Mm -hmm. and a balance between well-being and academic success I suppose for us because we've got exams yeah it's just a case of trying to balance all those things together while still being on target to sit the exam so I think that's it's going to be quite a busy year for me I think sounds it doesn't it yeah just trying to make sure that that balance is right and that and also, I mean, just like you, I work as well. And mm. my work is getting busier and busier because I designed it so that it would ramp up as the children got older because they would be more <laughs> independent. Has. But of course, it has. But then the children's exams mean that although they're independent, I'm also still quite actively involved in their learning, even if mm. it's just trying to organize it, you know, just trying to say, OK, you know, this is your tutor now. This is your course here. This is your textbook for this. I pay mm. for the exam center. And there's a lot of kind of admin i feel like an admin assistant sometimes when i home educate which is really rubbish the nature of having children full stop yeah it is actually in actual fact if you're thinking about sort of hats that you wear as a home educator admin assistant is one of them chauffeur chauffeur that's a big one yeah chef a lot of chef a lot of chef stuff goes on yeah so and tech support it's quite a bit of tech support Yeah. So I think it's balancing my hats this next year. Mm. That's what I need to focus on. And also having my own hat, because that tends to get, you know, that gets thrown out immediately, doesn't it? Your own hat. Um, So if it's not, when it's your job, then you have to wear your job hat. But anything else for you, that tends to be put right down at the priority list. So I think it's always that balance, you know, it's just a balance for them. It's a balance for me, I think. That's what this next year will be. I think that's a really interesting point about our own identities, maybe as home educators. And as women. And I wonder if that might be a podcast in itself. Yeah, I think it's maintaining your personal identity Mm. while home educating, I find very difficult. And one thing I found was that I was morphing into like a like a 24 7 home educator in my mind, not in reality, but it was almost like I was over identifying with being a home educator which I think actually is a thing. And you do see it particularly amongst people who've, you know, who've home home educated for a long time. Mm -hmm. You do, you do see this where it becomes everything that they are, you know, their whole life sort of revolves around it. And I'm trying to like pull myself, but having just started a podcast on it, I'm trying to, (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to extricate my identity from my home education life a little bit more, because I think Mm -hmm. as a mother, it's difficult enough to have a separate identity. Yes. And then as a home educating mother, which takes up pretty much all your time, it's even harder, I think, to have a separate identity. So 
I think that's what I'm working on. Did your husband find that? Because he does most of the home educating, doesn't he? Does, he does, he? Yeah. yeah. And I think he's, yeah, I think he um, he struggles with that balance quite a lot, actually. Uh, I think he manages it really well, but I think there is, I think there is some anxiety about the work because he still does bits and bobs of work. Mm-hmm. He's, he's on, not not working at all. Um, so I think he perhaps struggles with the balance sometimes of his work and his his time to think about his work probably yeah. more than actually doing it and um, undertaking the home education. I think my thought about it from my perspective now now we've sort of talking about it is that I'm the person that kind of goes out to work so I'm I'm generally not in the home I might be around it some days working from home but I'm always in meetings so I think I can feel quite excluded from the home education Mm. um yeah from the home education that goes on so I'm obviously not necessarily involved in the day-to-day but I obviously, like all of my children, my children who are at school as well, I, I'm as interested in their education as I am for my daughter who's home educated. So you, you're going to have to have parents' evenings where you go and see your husband. <laughs> yeah, that would be really good. Get a report from him. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, I could, yeah, I could see that being a thing, actually. <laughs> you keep yourself in the loop then because i would be what really wanting to know what was going on like every night i would be quizzing him but i'm guessing you're more restrained than me well yeah there is a particular dynamic between us that he would potentially accuse me of being quite controlling (laughs) i have to i do have to quite restrain myself (laughs) from that but i tend to know like so i know when her tutor times are and i know when she's going to like the local home ed group for instance Mm. so you know, I'll always ask about those things. I'll always ask how, how she's been that day and things like that. But, um, yeah, I can feel quite left out of the sort of planning, some of the planning that happens in, on a more kind of informal basis. So I think, um, yeah, I think that can be quite challenging at times. And it's I know that my husband sees the home education very much as his responsibility mm. and his thing. So, you know, just having that mindset of continuing to work as a team even though one of us is doing the day-to-day you know is is a constant renegotiation probably is the politest way to put it that's a that's a lovely way of putting it i do couples therapy and i'm going to nick that and and use it but you're doing you and your husband are doing a podcast aren't you in the next few weeks and i think that would be fascinating actually because that can be your parents evening online we can all get to earwig your parents evening <laughs> yeah and a bit of like you know what goes on in the marriage as well. <laughs> the dynamic I'll be, between I'll be giving you my couples therapist card afterwards yeah we'll need that I think <laughs> I think I think home education is one of those things that it can very much bind a family really strongly together um, yes. and then other times it can cause challenges particularly if one of the other parents doesn't think it's a good idea mm. and like we talked about in in our previous podcast yes. that can be really difficult yeah um, but luckily for you you're both on board and I'm guessing with your child now thinking about exams or you're thinking okay let's mm. pick on a few subjects that's something that you can all decide together yeah absolutely and that's what I'm hoping we'll all sit down together and kind of just think things through a little bit and have a bit of a plan going forward that all of us have contributed to so yeah that'll be great I think yeah I'm looking forward to that podcast yeah very much so (laughs) 
So what is your, do you have a resolution or a couple of resolutions mm-hmm. for the next year? Do you have a kind of home ed resolution? Oh, home ed resolution. Is it to get, your husband to, to get your husband to do <laughs> yeah. for I you? I don't make resolutions on his behalf. <laughs> no, that would be the end of the marriage. That would, yeah, that would not go down well. But <laughs> um, I think for me, it would just, for me, it's about probably just having a bit more of a strategy. I think, Mm. Um, like with anything, you know, I run my own business and, you know, a lot of that is about strategic planning and things like that. So, you know, just running a house actually is quite a lot about strategy, isn't Mm. it? So, Mm. so I think just having some strategy um, to be working towards would be probably my main resolution and just maybe chilling out a bit about it as well. You know, I know that is so important. Seem, yeah, but they seem a bit paradoxical, but I don't think they are actually because I think no, a, some people find the chill bit in the strategy and the planning yeah. for sure. Yeah, what about you? Um, I think as my two are older, I would like my resolution for the next year is to maintain that kind of connection that sometimes feels like it's being stretched like a piece of elastic. It feels like it's being stretched when they hit the teenagers because obviously they need and want to be more independent and more autonomous. And they also teenagers, I hadn't realized how much teenagers enjoy their own company. And I remember now when I was a teenager, I used to love being on my own. And I do think it's important that people in general, but teenagers as well, have time on their own. But it can be very strange, I think, when you have when you've been used to two children who've been at home with you all the time, just you and them, very close, you know, mm. can't take a shower without them in the bathroom with you, <laughs> yeah. to suddenly go into hours without seeing your children and they're just happily in their bedrooms or play, or actually mm. they spend quite a lot of time together as well. And so I think that's been quite difficult for me. And so the next year. I want to try to create in the house a sense of connection that is a new sense of connection. So not the connection that we've had, because that's obviously yes. different now. So just like a new, more adult connection, I suppose, more grown-up connection, uh, yeah, where we come together really for some things like board games or something yeah. maybe, but still have that happening, but not quite in the same manner that we had before. So that's a journey for me for the next year, and I want to focus on connection, I think. That's my New oh. Year's resolution. That sounds really inspiring. I really Thank like you. the sound of that. Even with a massive head cold, I'm still inspiring. I don't know how I manage that. Talking through yeah. the mucus. <laughs> it's a miracle. <laughs> well, they are they are decent resolutions, I think, between us. And we've got yeah. some very nice podcasts coming up. I'm excited mm-hmm. by those. We've I've done a fascinating one on autonomous parenting that's coming mm-hmm. up soon that I think is going to be really eye-opening but also kind of challenging as well for some of us particularly those of us a bit like me who are quite controlling and a bit like you (laughs) so um I think that would be a really interesting one for some of us and then I've got the unschooling one which hopefully by the end of it I will have a decent definition of unschooling but I suspect like you say that it will be whatever you know whatever you whatever it feels like for you and then I've got an amazing one coming up on exams hacks so this is things to make exams work for you and i honestly thought when i recorded this podcast it will come out probably january time Mm. i honestly thought that i knew pretty much everything there was to know about home ed exams my son sat 11 he did 11 did his 11th last year my daughter's done one he's doing his a levels i honestly thought 
there wasn't anything I didn't know about yeah. home ed exams. And my podcast that I recorded with Chatana that comes out in January was the most eye-opening one I have ever done. I was astonished how how many amazing hacks she had for making exams work, making them as seamless and as successful and effective as possible. I was like, my jaw was dropping. I was taking notes. It was an amazing podcast. So look out for that one in January because I think if you're, yeah, if you're sort of embarking on that kind of stage, if your child is anything over 11, that's, yeah, that's the time to start thinking about these I things. And so looking forward to that one. <laughs> I know. I I really, it was wonderful. And I've also got a, a deep dive on maths. That's coming up. That's, I know nothing about maths. So no, that was, was quite hilarious. Say, slightly twitch, actually. <laughs> Isn't it interesting? Because I actually started, I started the podcast by saying, you know, this is probably you know the the biggest and scariest topic i think for home educators because i'm the same i find maths really challenging and Mm. i had a terrible maths dynamic going on with my daughter and then i got her a very nice maths tutor about a year ago and we actually she carried on she she opted to carry on with her maths tutor even when she was you know we were doing this wonderful unschooling phase she actually chose to carry on with the maths tutor and her maths is improved so much but not just her maths her whole approach to herself doing maths that's what's been amazing she's um she says things to me now like oh i find that really easy or oh no i'm really good at that and she would never have said anything like that a year ago but it's a mindset issue isn't it maths is a mindset issue (laughs) i completely agree because i think and what's worse is i think we tend to pass our mindset onto our children if we're not careful because i considered myself very bad at maths and so I think very early on, I would say things like, oh, maths is really hard. I really hate maths. And I think she just picked up on that. Yeah. And so now she's got somebody who loves maths and in, and says to her, you're really good at maths. Yeah, she's flourishing. So that's wow. that's something to learn as a home educator that I was a massive fail for me as a home educator. <laughs> maths, maths was a big fail. I got an F. <laughs> oh, not not literally. That would well, be really yeah. bad. <laughs> I got a D, like which is still quite really bad. Nice has come out of it. It has, yeah, and it's good. And also, sometimes I think you have to put your relationship with your child before the subject, and it was harming our relationship doing maths yes. together. So I thought, yes. I am, I am sort of like, uh, what's it called? Offshoring it. I'm offshoring <laughs> maths to someone else. <laughs> so, and it was the best decision I ever made was getting a maths tutor for my daughter, so I don't have to do it myself. It was wonderful. So yeah, Great. we've got a maths, we've got a maths podcast coming up. And we've got all sorts of fun podcasts and you and I will be continuing our chats yeah, in the new year. Absolutely. And we've got your podcast with your husband, yep. your parents' evening to look forward to. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I wonder what I just wonder what score I might get. <laughs> Is he gonna score you? I, well, let's not go there, Diane. I'm I'm that's a whole different podcast. That's a whole different <laughs> yeah. podcast series. <laughs> because <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure our listeners are now thinking what is he's going to score her on okay let's not go <laughs> yeah <laughs> control and effort <laughs> yes controlling you would get an a that's good though it's good to be in charge yeah absolutely <laughs> organized organized that's how yeah. i reframe it yeah reframe it to a more positive narrative that's mm. the way to do it well thank you diane that was lovely yeah, it's been really nice chatting with you today, Eleanor. And anyone who's listening to this, please pop on the Facebook group. Tell us what you think about the podcast. And we'd love to hear your ideas about anything that you'd like us to be talking about. Yeah, and we'd love to hear your experiences of the past year, any resolutions or plans you have for next year. So Yeah, or if you'd like to come on the podcast, give us a yeah. shout out. 
yeah we'd always love to have you on the podcast so do let us know hope you enjoyed listening and see you next time bye thank you so much for joining us for today's home education matters podcast see you at the next one have a lovely day Bye.